about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Hello and welcome to this week's program. The program is called All In With The Lord. And uh, I don't know how you live your life, if you're even close to being all in. But, uh, you know, when you're a gambler, if you are one, or if you've ever been to a casino, uh, the idea there is if you're all in, that means all your chips are in. Everything's on the table. Everything goes. You're not holding back anything that you have. So from that perspective, are you all in with the Lord? Well, this is a good time to talk about that because during this season, we talk about Christmas, we talk about the Lord, we talk about everything uh, that should indicate we're all in with Him. But uh, are we? And one of the things that happens this time of the year is a lot of more family get-togethers. Regardless of how you celebrate whichever holiday, um, you, you always have family get-togethers. And you have an opportunity to learn about your family. Some things you like, some things you may not like. Um, some things may rub you wrong. Some people tend to talk in a way that causes you to get your feathers ruffled. And, uh, and maybe directly to you, uh, not as nicely as they ought to. So how do we handle that as Christians? Are we all in with the Lord? If someone insults you or someone is talking in a way that's just not appropriate for your life, do you come down on them and, and in a judgmental way? Or do you allow them to express who they are so that you can tell who they are. Um, oftentimes, uh, when I talk to anybody, you can talk, uh, let them talk for 15 or 20 minutes, and you can pretty much tell where their life is going. Their words are coming out without um, any filters a lot of times, mostly, especially since if you're at a holiday gathering or a Christmas gathering, you are probably uh, maybe having a drink or two or three and more relaxed because you're with family, friends, right? And uh, tend to just be unfiltered. Just be you. And in being you, you can really tell who a person is by how they talk. The natural talk. What comes out of your mouth. You know, we talk about this every week on the program, where as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And what comes out of your heart when there's no filters on reveals incredible amount of data about you. So how do you talk? How do you talk to others? Do you love one another as Christ loved the church? Are you in forgiveness or are you keeping a list of all the reasons to be mad at the person talking? So, however it is, whatever it is, it affects you. It affects me. It affects all of us. Because if it affects you to the point where it changes who you are, 
then you're, you're not solidly built. Your foundation's not solid. Uh, and you're waiting to get confirmation from others about who you are. So I guess the question is, when Jesus came into this earth, which we celebrate as Christmas, when he came into this earth, did he know who he was as a baby, as a child, as a uh, three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old? What did he know? He had the Holy Spirit in him because he had God the Father. And one of the greatest miracles, by the way, ever performed on planet Earth is Mary, a virgin, having a child because she received the Word. You know, words are most incredible because it says the Word in the beginning, the Word was with God, the Word was was God, and the Word, the Word, then became came into the earth, became flesh, and dwelt among us. So the Word that was, the Word that is, came into the world through words of a prophet. God fulfilled the Word coming into the earth into a human, and Mary received the Word. So if for those who continually say, ah, it doesn't matter what I say, or words don't really matter, man, I'll tell you what, you haven't read the Bible. And I'm telling you, you have not read the Bible, if you say that. Um, I don't care who you are or who you think you are. Read the Word, the Word. And the Word will tell you how much words matter. God created everything you know. Let's put it that way, with words. Before that, we can't even imagine. But God said that light be. God said the quantum world that creates everything, that, that forms objects, that formed us, our bodies, are all formed from a word. So everything in this world is formed by the word. You know, when today the video games that are available, and I don't know because I don't play, but I can only imagine the quality it has developed into. The, the clarity, the quality, the amazing ability to make it real, right? And yet, all of those video games are made with code. They're made from a, a computer code that causes everything to be the way it is. I mean, video, the, what you're looking at, if you're watching this or listening, but video is amazingly all computer code. And yet, and that was the most amazing thing to me to have lived through the change where it was taping onto reels of tape and you take those reels of tape and you then are able to edit them. And now we're to the point where it's not even on tape. It's on a file and what kind of file, but it's, it's ones and zeros. It's code. 
So first there was the word. If you could, you could say first there was God's code that he wrote the entire program of everything that's in existence for us. First there was the word. The word was with God. God always was. How you how you can't figure that out. You cannot your finite mind cannot understand the infinite. The Word was with God. Jesus is called the Word. That means Jesus was with God in the beginning. He was the Word. He is the image of God to us. And He came into this earth and took in this earth realm, took a body that forever and ever will be the body that that is an image that we will see more clearly when we get to heaven. But right now, we see pictures and, and, and renderings of what everyone thinks Jesus looked like, and from the Shroud of Turin and everything else. So the Word, the Word, the Code, the Word was with God, in the beginning, it was God. And then it came into the earth. <coughs> when Mary <coughs> heard from the angel, and the angel came and said to Mary, you will bear a son and you will call him Jesus. Joshua, you will call him Jesus. So Mary says, let it be done unto me according to your word, O Lord. Now, the word that was God, that was with God, the code entered into Mary, not through a man's DNA, but through God's original code, the original code that made Adam went into her and fertilized her, and she became the mother that built the body for the Christ. Now, because she accepted the word, it was no longer contaminated from the fall of Adam. It was a pure word she received, but it was quite a miracle. She received it by faith, and by faith, at the right moment in history, so that all of the prophecies, which were words spoken by prophets to determine the when and the where, be born, you know, in a stable, to be born in, in Bethlehem, to be born, you know, every, everything in the prophecy, everything in the prophecy came true at a specific time. Why? Because first there was the Word, the code. Then God had his prophets, <coughs> and he <coughs> had his prophets speak words. Now, the difference between everybody else just speaking words of gossip or words and a prophet is that a prophet knew 
that God was speaking through them. They had a tremendous confidence in what they were saying. And other people listened to them because of the confident nature in which they spoke. And then certain things may have taken place where people saw what they said came to pass, and they believed them. But prophets were have been here to speak the code, speak the word into the earth in order for the fulfillment of God's secret mission, his secret plan, mission totally impossible, yet possible to God, was to take back everything that was stolen from Luce, by Lucifer in this realm. I'm calling it a realm because it is a platform in which you and I exist. That in order to exist here, we had to have a spirit, a mind, our soul, and a body. You have to have the earth suit. You have to, or you leave earth. You leave, you live, leave the earth realm. Do you cease to live? No. The part of your, part of you that lives forever, which can never be extinguished, is your spirit that came from the breath of God. And that spirit will live forever somewhere. Somewhere you are, and if God had not taken the tree of life out of the garden, you would have lived right here forever in a fallen state, which means the equipment that God gave us. If Jesus is the sample son, and he is, then raising the dead, healing the sick, having more than enough and a treasure to always help others in need, that would not ever be possible for you and I if we lived in that fallen state of thinking we're just afraid of God. We violated what God said. God said, don't eat from that tree, Adam ate from it, and therefore if Adam was my father's father, 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 all through, then I am I am just an unworthy, lousy sinner, man. I am a nobody. And as long as you think you're not worthy, as long as you think you're a nobody, as long as you believe, as long as you believe that you're just worthless, and that that as long as you believe that, the code, the word in you is of, of, of no value. You just, whatever happens, poor me, man, I, I've been through a lot. You know, I, I, I just don't get it. You know, I, I don't know why God lets these things happen. God's not letting anything happen. You're the one letting it happen. You are letting it happen. What do you mean, Art? What I mean is, if you go get the Word, which is available to you in a book called the Bible, the prophets didn't have it, the apostles didn't have it, 
they're all letters and stories written for you and I to understand the word, the code, how to break out of your predicament, how to break out of your victim predicament, your victim brain. You are not a victim. You were created to have dominion over every circumstance and situation that ever comes up in this realm. But you don't know that. If you did know that, if you knew that you knew that, you would take authority over things and change them. Oh, Art, you sound like you sound like you think you're God. No, but I'm one of his children. I'm not the big God. I am one of his disciples. I am one of his king's kids who has the word and I'm made in his image. I look like him. So do you. And likeness. What kind of likeness? What do you mean is image and likeness? Well, God must, his image has to look like us. Now we are in a realm where this look that looks like God, when we leave this realm, we'll see God and we'll realize what he meant when he said we look like him. We're his children. You have to understand in your children, they look like you. They even talk like you because they grew up around you. So you and I look like others from our family who bore us because we're in their image. Now, the likeness is how God is. And that got disturbed when Adam fell and sin entered the world. So sin entered the world and God had to fix it. Look, if you create I, I, I mean, let's create a car. Let's say you're a car guy, car girl. I, I mean, let's say you like to build cars or build things. And if you make a car that, let's say, I don't know if anybody remembers Knight Rider, the, the, the TV show, but this car, total, and now they're coming out. I mean, they got all kind of cars with total electronics, total computerized, everything. So let's say you made a car that had a computer in it that allows you to get three to four hundred miles per gallon, or let's say it's hydrogen per gallon of water, oxygen and hydrogen. Let's say it's that. And you made that car to do that. <clears throat> and you gave it to someone doesn't know anything about cars, but boy, they're enjoying that car. It, they don't ever have to worry about fuel. Just put some water in and go, and it goes forever. And then one day, the computer chip malfunctions, and it doesn't no longer, it no longer can put water. It doesn't process water. So now you have to figure out what other fuel to put in there 
that's going to make that thing run because you need the car. So you put in whatever, let's just say turpentine, gas, whatever, and it and it's running, but it's running terrible compared to what it did. If you knew what it did run like, that would not be acceptable. But now if that car is passed on to someone who just never saw a car before, and it, but it's going, you would find it fascinating and think, well, if I could just get it to go that fast. So what happens is we're accepting that we can, it's okay that we live the way we live. It's okay that we don't know how to fully operate this body that was given to us with the word. So Jesus comes into the world, Mary receives the word. <clears throat> Jesus comes into the world and he begins to demonstrate some of the features and the benefits of being directly connected to God. Features and benefits. If you accept me, Jesus said, if you will accept me, I can show you how to get that car running back to where it was originally. Wow. And then he proceeds to give a demonstration. Well, first of all, we can speak to a fig tree. Speak to tree. Did you know the trees can hear? Jesus spoke to the tree. First of all, the tree spoke to him because it had leaves, and it was known that if there was leaves, there's generally figs. <clears throat> so when he got there, he was hungry. But I think it's a deeper meaning, too, because the fig tree represents figs and fig leaves. And isn't that what Adam and Eve used for the first clothing that they made? They sewed together some fig leaves. Okay, so the, he spoke to the fig tree. He said, listen, he didn't speak to the apostles. He didn't care. He did not. He, he confidently spoke to the tree. And he said, no one hereafter will eat fruit from you again. For whatever reason, he spoke those words. Not many words. And he didn't stand there and go, okay, okay, now get going. I spoke to you. Let's see a demonstration. He just turned around and walked away. His confidence was, I just activated words in this realm that I believe with all my heart. I already know that if I speak words of confidence to that tree, it must obey me. How do I know that? Because I have full dominion over trees. You ever hear somebody's got a green thumb and they grow things really well and other people don't? You ask them. The people who like to garden and love to plant are always speaking to their plants, loving their plants, and filling them with energy, love energy. People who don't usually could, can't stand doing it and uh, could care less about it and don't even water them and don't take care of them. So who's to blame for the tree not growing or the plant not growing? Is it the plant or is it the ground that was planted in 
or is it the environment in which it's surrounded by? Music is a, creates an atmosphere. Music creates an environment. There are some. There is some music <coughs> that you just can't stand listening to. It hurts. And that music that's playing that hurts your ears probably is hurting your soul. But on the other hand, there's music that is soothing and it causes you to relax. And that's because the frequency that it's operating at is entirely different than the other music. So we live in a realm that's affected by sound, by words, and we go back and find out that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And then the Word came into the earth and dwelt among us. So Jesus, the Word, came into the earth and became a man. He had to do it as a man. Because I know a lot of people say, well, he was God. He was God. But he laid that down in order to use the same system that you and I are using to demonstrate what could be done with this system. He wasn't here to show, who, look at me, I'm God, and I can do anything. What good does that do? And he didn't act that way. He said, greater things can you do in my name, because I've gotten you the keys. I defeated Satan. I defeated the enemy. I went into hell, and I used the word to, in this realm, I used the word to weaken, destroy, and obliviate the master deceiver who was trying to tell you you're not worthy. The computer chip that went bad, Lucifer, you're not worthy. You can't do that stuff. You can't believe <clears throat> for anything. Confidence in the Savior is the next step in your walk after receiving Him as your Lord and Savior. It's a lot of people, it's easy for us to say, thank you, Lord. I am redeemed. Thank you for being born. Thank you for going to the cross. Thank you for paying for my sin. But we miss a lot of time that now that you've accepted that, you've got your eternity fixed, that you have been granted back right standing to the place where Adam was before the fall. And full dominion over this earth has been given to you and to I, to myself, all of us together, to do something with. What is it that you will do with the dominion, the word, the code that God gives to you? He's given each one of us a piece of the puzzle. When we do our part, the puzzle, the picture, comes together. What are you doing with your piece to the puzzle? 
Are you walking around broke, busted, sick, disgusted? Or are you going to be like Mary this Christmas and receive the word? Receive the word. Let it be done unto me, as you say, Lord. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Don't go away right after these messages. It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Broadcasting live from historic West Norriton Township. This is AM 1180. AM 1180. WFYL. King of Prussia. Philadelphia. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. Hey, we're back, and we are talking about the Word and how Mary received the Word. And literally, literally, it physically made her able to have a child. And she had a child. And that child, Jesus, was born in a manger. Why was he born in a manger? Because it was prophesied. It was prophesied, and, and, and I'll tell you what, when Herod heard about it from the wise men and, and the kings, he was looking in all the places a king would be born. Never did he think for a second. It wasn't because they were, and I know a lot of people think they were poor, but there was no room in the inn, and they were there to pay taxes, and people who are poor didn't travel all that way and didn't pay taxes. If you don't have money, you don't pay taxes. But they did. That's a whole nother story. But even more money came. The kings, the kings that came. Now, there, nowhere in the Bible does it say there's three, though we celebrate that. There's three gifts, but we don't know how many kings, and we don't know how much they brought, because they were coming to pay homage to the newborn king. And kings who have a lot don't bring a small token to a party. Kings give big gifts, and what they brought was a lot of gold, frankincense, myrrh. They brought a lot, not a little, a lot, because you don't come to worship a king with nothing. Kings don't, let's put it that way. If you're a king, you have a lot, you bring a lot. So, the word the Word that was in the beginning, the Word that was here when this realm was created, came, was born, lived among us, and I guess the question I started with was, did Jesus, from what age did he know, absolutely know that he knew that he knew that he knew who he was? <clears throat> because he grew up in a family, that regular family. But I believe all the while, God within him 
was giving him the full rundown on exactly who he was, because he was in the beginning with God. So he who was in the beginning was now a baby in the earth and had to grow through babyhood into being an adult because that's the only way you can get one of these earth suits, one of these human bodies. That's the only way. So he had to do it the way that it's designed, to be born and go through the process of the ages. So therefore, time played a role. But yet he was here at the perfect moment, the perfect time to fulfill each one of the prophetic words that were spoken by the prophets. There was no mistake. He was exactly on time. So the Word, the Word, is now in the earth. The Word who created this is in the earth. Knows the rules. God's giving him access to every memory. Knows the rules. And we have read accounts on healing the sick, raising the dead, walking on water, touching lepers, and their skin being healed. He healed them all, but all who would believe. So believing is part of the process. The one receiving must believe. There were times in his own town where he grew up, where people who knew him at age 5, 6, 7, 10, 15 didn't believe. <clears throat> and there, the Bible says he could do no mighty works except for a few fevers and colds. Isn't that interesting? So, as a believer, I would call ourselves believers, we must learn to actually believe. We must believe the Word. They had to believe the Word. So, the Word, Jesus, began His ministry going out and healing all those, casting out devils. Get out of there. He, he didn't. His confidence was way high because he knew he, they were all subject to him. They knew they were subject, and they knew that he knew. Satan got, he got, this, he got uh, outwitted. God got Jesus into the earth. Satan thought he had this whole planet to himself. Once he had Adam, he said, man, I got, my, I got my world for eternity. I can live here for eternity. And I can take all these people, men and women, <coughs> that God made in his image and likeness, but I'm going to use them as my slaves. I'm going to, if I can get in their head with thoughts, I can get them to think what I want them to think and believe what I want them to believe, and therefore I can control the whole earth. And if I get tired of someone, well, I'll let them die. I, after all, am the God of planet Earth. That's what Lucifer is. And when he caused Adam eat from his fruit, he literally, legally, had Adam hand over the deed for this realm, the Earth, to Lucifer. So Lucifer legally, the way God looks at the justice of the universe... Legally, Lucifer had the right, as long as he's on earth, 
to be the God of this planet because Adam gave it to him. And he had it for a long time until the Word became flesh, came into the earth, performed a demonstration, then goes to the cross, and Lucifer thinks, man, I got him. I killed God, having no idea that the Word that was with God and that came to dwell in the earth descends into hell, where Lucifer actually lives, and then uses the Word to totally expose and defeat him in front of, the Bible says, the congregation, in front of all of the angels that rebelled and went with Satan, they saw him totally defeated by the Word, descending into hell, defeating him, and then, after making a complete showing of the defeat, says, I'm done here, because God said it's done. He paid the price for our sin. He took on every sickness, every disease, every corruption of the thought process. He took it on, assumed it, and came out of it. It took him a few days to do that. And when he came out, he said, okay, I'm done here. And he rose out, picked up his body, and rose from the dead. That's the power of the Word. The power of the Word. And you say, well, that was him. The power of the Word is in you and I. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead is in us. But the confidence to use it has to be developed. Your mind, your brain, our brains want to tell us, what are you kidding me? What are you crazy? can't run on oxygen and hydrogen and oxygen, you know, water. It can't. The car can't, but it did. But it did till the chip got corrupt. But you know better. You know better. You've been alive now for what? 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years, 90 maybe? And you know better than the Creator. You know there is no God that can save you right now. You know that with confidence, right? That's the way people talk. They have more confidence in the fact that they're going to die than they do that they're going to live. Yet the designer, the creator, the guy who brought the word tells us you are going to live. And God will extend the days of your life if you do certain things, and that's, of course, number one, believe that he will extend the days of your life. But it says if you honor your father and your mother, God will extend the days of your life. In Psalm 91, it says with long life, he will satisfy you and show you his salvation. Have you ever read that? Do you believe that? Well, what do you believe? Because that's what's coming out of your mouth. I hear people every day say, I don't know why, but I have to say how I feel. Well, okay. But if you knew that every word you speak is doing to you what you don't want, especially the things that aren't good, because you know what? You believe them even more. You put passion in it. 
you, you're convinced you're not able to whatever. And so with the passion, you say it, which energizes it. So that brings me to another topic. But in your words, they're either charged with a frequency, frequency, radio frequency. You know, we, we have transmission right now all around us are frequencies, all the different frequencies. You can't see them, but they're there. That's how you have AM radio, FM radio. That's how you have internet. There are radio waves. There are things you cannot see. And yet, what's the first thing you do when you go somewhere <coughs> to a hotel or anywhere else? You say, what's the Wi-Fi passcode? Well, how do you know there's Wi-Fi? Well, they said there was free Wi-Fi. We have it at the hotel. But how do you know it? You can't see it. So you're lifting up what the hotel wrote as Wi-Fi above the Word of God, which is telling us there are things you can't see, but you can take authority over them. Oh, no problem with the Wi-Fi. Give me the password. Well, the password's your room number. Okay, so put in your room number. Or the, in your life, what's your password? Your password is Jesus. You can plug in to the Wi-Fi system of heaven that gives us, totally gives us dominion over every principality, power, and ruler of the darkness. You can plug into that. <coughs> you can, but you have to believe it's there. Do you believe it's there? Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ do you believe that he died for your sin? Oh, that's that one we get. Yeah, okay, we get that. Do you believe that guarantees you eternal life? Yep, I get that too. Okay? Do you believe that you're a son of God and you can do everything that Jesus did? Oh, come on now. I don't know if I believe. Why? Why are we shutting off the Wi-Fi for the connection that you want the most, which is to have more than enough to live with so you can bless others, so that you can get rid of any sickness, disease that's on you, not be connected to um, any part of you connected to sickness, the plague, anything, which we just went through, a pandemic. So the pa <clears throat> you're bulletproof for that if your confidence is built up and you understand it. Let me read something here. I'm going to read it because it's, there's a lot, but it's, it's kind of a prayer, but it's a long prayer. You are no longer natural. You are supernatural. God has given you words to serve you, and when you speak your words, your words will go out and accomplish what you told them to do. You are born again, created to rule. You're anointed and blessed to speak things, and designed to decree things, and declare things that the will of God will be declared by you. And the will of God will be declared by you. That's right. God's will out on earth as it is in heaven. You are ordained to operate in the supernatural and live in the God class. And you were born again for this day and this purpose. 
this time at this place, and made to produce supernatural manifestations of heaven on earth. Greatness is in you. It's in your DNA that you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. You were created to reign and not be reigned on. And you are also in this earth to help God bring heaven to earth. You were chosen by God himself. You have been his workmanship. There is no finer quality in you than there is in anyone in this earth for God himself has put you together, <clears throat> and you are made to bring peace to every place you go, <clears throat> and manifest his kingdom on earth. You are not defeated. You are victorious. God has not rejected you. People may reject you, but God says you are accepted and beloved. You are his precious person. You are his workmanship. And the devil is totally defeated in your life. Now say it and see it. Now every part of your life, spirit, soul, and body, financially, socially, are now made whole. You are going to be pro promoted. You are going to be famous and distinguished for God. Himself has his hand on you. Jesus is your King and your Lord. He is also your elder brother. And he is seated, making intercession for you, that he has sent his angels to encamp around you and keep you in all your ways, so that the devil is under your feet, and you just have to let him know that you are the head over this earth in Jesus' name. The word came so that you again could have dominion. Stop. Stop right now acting like you're defeated. Stop acting like you're unable to turn things around and start assuming who you are in Christ. You are and have been given the gift of dominion over this realm. Jesus got back everything that Adam lost. Does God love you? Let's settle this. God loves you so much that while you were messed up, he sent his word his son, to die on a cross, to be born, die on a cross, and get you back, and then say to you, okay, you are now given back the tree of life as Adam had. Connect to me directly. No longer listen to the world, but don't be conformed. Be transformed from the world. Plug directly into me through the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> the encrypted communication process between you and God that Satan cannot understand, cannot get the information. Talk to God directly. God, the Creator, 
the, the creator of all that we know has now reconnected to you and made it legal again for you and I to reconnect with him directly as Adam was and to now reimagine our lives. Our imagination is the key to your moving forward. Whatever you can believe in your heart, whatever you can imagine will come to pass with confidence. Our confidence is in the King. We must renew our confidence as if we were Adam and never have fallen. And we see there's the tree of good and evil, the knowledge of good and evil. It's the world. It's the media. It's people's opinions. Don't eat it. Everybody wants to blame Adam. Stop eating from the tree that started it. Now the tree has gotten big. It's all over the world. It's taken over the media. It's taken over every part of communication. Because Lucifer wants you to see all the awfulness. It's amazing to me when I turn on the news, and I turn it on, and murder after murder after kill, and it just gets worse. And how many times can they show you how awful people can be? Yet, that is the world showing the awfulness of what it's like to live in hell. I've heard people say, <coughs> I believe earth is hell. To a degree, they're right. Because if they live according to hell's rules, their world is hell. Change it. Zip it. Only speak God's word and speak it with confidence. Come to know who you are as a child of God. You and I are a child. That baby that was born in Bethlehem, Christmas, what we celebrate, came here so you and I could act differently, be different, take dominion. Don't like what's going on in the country? Don't like what's going on in the White House? Pray. Doesn't matter who's in office. You take dominion in the spirit. Wake up, church. God is shaking you. He's saying, we are here in 2023. What will you do with the gift of dominion that I have given you in 2023? Or will you continue to walk around? Oh, man, you just don't know what I've been through. You really don't know what I've been through. Oh, man, I, I, I just can hardly make it through. And boy, they're raising my taxes and they're doing this. And get it. I got it. We all live in the same place. But however, gas is whatever it is a gallon. You just need more. And you've been given dominion over more. You can rise up. You can own the businesses. You can own whatever you want to own. You can do it with changing your thoughts. If you don't believe it, your confidence is low, and it will not work for you. 
We need the confidence of Christ. So I'm praying for 2023 that the church, the body of Christ, would rise to a confidence level of knowing the King of Kings, knowing what he did, why he did it, and what your purpose is. What does it mean to you? Do not come back here next year to the same place. <clears throat> Do not be conformed to this world. I know a lot of people, from the pandemic to the elections, whatever, all upset. Got it. Now, get unupset. Fix yourself. Get in the Word. Do not be conformed to the way everybody reacts. Do not transform yourself and take the Word that was in the beginning, was born through Mary, lived, went to the cross, died, and the Word in the Bible, the Word, the Word in us. Now you're the Word. Now you are the Word. That Word is in you. You're the Word. What will the Word in you do? Will the Word in you perform the way it's supposed to, or will you suffocate it? Time to wake up. The Word that was and is and came into the earth and died is in you, in me, the Word, in us, the Word. What will you do with your part of the Word? Or will you go back to heaven and report, well, I didn't want to waste it, so I didn't use it. I got my talent, but I'm just going to keep it safe. I buried it. <clears throat> Don't be that person. You will be sad to realize what you could have done if you've taken the Word to the, use it to the full potential. I, for one, am excited about 2023 and looking forward to the Word living inside of me. So for 2023, I pray that the Word of God would show itself strong inside of each one of us in Jesus' name. And what a great time to be alive. So, have a great week, and we'll talk again next week on All In. It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time.